This episode is brought to you by Welly Health, your favorite first aid brand. A lot of things can get in the way of your day. Colds, allergies, pain. Luckily, Welly now has over-the-counter medicines and drug-free supplements to help with all of that. And it's all made with trusted, science-backed ingredients you need while avoiding the things you don't. So get the relief you need and get right back to it with Welly Medicines and Supplements. To take 15% off your purchase, use the code GETWELLY at getwelly.com. Free people. Fashion. <laughs> Unique pieces. Have your own kind of style. Wear more colorful stuff. Black t-shirts. <laughs> I love creating my own look. Hip sexy vintage. How do I top that? It's just like not so cool to look the same all the time. Leather. Leather all the way. Comfy, <laughs> casual. A pair of big old baggy light wash blue jeans. Creativity. Inspiration. Free people. Free people. Free people. <laughs> And also, I'm a QAnon guy now. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is good for something. I mean, you're calling yourself that now, but you've always been one. Yeah. 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 yeah I just have the label now. This podcast, History Defeats Itself, sponsored by QAnon. We're going to say some crazy shit. It's not as crazy as you think it is, as long as you've had a lot of meth. <laughs> History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast. Kevin, John, and Greg are not experts, historians, or even all that smart. Hello, my friends. Welcome to History Defeats Itself, part of the Sonar Network of Podcasts. My name is Kevin Rosenquist. Thank you for spending your time with us. History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast that wonders if we, as people, learn from the past or if we simply repeat and defeat ourselves. I am, of course, joined by my co-hosts out there in Los Angeles, California, John Banks, Greg Mitchell. How's it going, guys? I'm doing really well. It sounds like if you're joined by us, does that mean that you kind of have a codependent relationship with us? Is that not obvious by this point? I think it is. He's adjoined with us. Emotionally. Conjoined? (laughs) My conjoined? (laughs) Yeah, but only emotionally. Okay, that's good. We're emotionally conjoined. Yeah, like he thinks about sex and I get a boner. (laughs) (laughs) that's because i've been putting viagra in your coffee if anybody listening to this podcast uh notices that greg goes silent for a while or starts screaming violently it's because his favorite hockey team is in the stanley cup finals right now greg your dedication to all of our historians and to john and i is is uh is admirable well as you guys well know i'm a huge fan of the uh historian community and kevin and john and you know, and it's dance. only and and and, and, and the ballet. jazz hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big yeah. fan of the ballet. So also, we couldn't find a time to reschedule this, which is true because <laughs> I'm true. I'm selfishly playing hockey tomorrow night when the Canadians aren't. So there you go. I bet you they're not going to be watching my pickup. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that but would wouldn't be... that be wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> and especially if they all came in uniform <laughs> and they missed they missed their practice because they were watching your pickup game. But they didn't play. They just watched you play in their uniforms. It's a, it, it's about time they even the the playing field. Those fuckers, selfish dicks. Are they winning? Uh, score is zero zero with four minutes and twenty two seconds left in the first. This is game two. They lost the first game and that broke my heart little by little. I'm nervous about this. Fifteen minutes and a quarter. Or in a whatever fifteen or is it what's the t- it's three three it's divided into three right <laughs> okay I'm trying to understand I'm trying Thanks. to like understand your thing uh, man okay there on each three- episode of one of us will pick the topic and do the research which for John's sake ho- he hopes it's not about sports tonight well the other two don't do anything at all they don't even know what we're going to talk about until it's revealed here during our recording session don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter remember to join our Facebook group History Defeats Itself Interactive. That's all I got, unless you guys have anything to add. Is it is it soccer that has three? Doesn't some sport have three things? Like I three, have something to add. <laughs> three things? There are three. <laughs> like there, are time. there are three 20-minute periods. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The periods, that's the word I was looking for. I wanted yes. him to find it on his own. <laughs> right? You know what? At this point, it's not like he's a child that's going to learn. He's, it's just going to be, it's just what it is. Man. Man. I try, yeah, I'm, well, I'm trying to engage with my friends and understand their it's very nice of you, John. I appreciate it. Childish, childish thing. <laughs> well, I was going to say it sounded sincere right <laughs> until really that was. point. Greg, really did you have something that. to add before we started? Me? No. I'm, oh, I'm so Because you said you had something you wanted to say. I wasn't sure. Yeah, 
that was it. That was about the three periods <laughs> or three twenty minute periods <laughs> in the hockey game. So All I said right. it. Let's 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 do our let's do this in three periods, guys. <laughs> well, it kind of will be actually. It is my turn to lead the crew tonight, and due to some of my episode topics in the past and general attitude towards certain things, I have been called really negative. I've been called a cynic by some of our historians. I uh, I took some shit. I took some. That's true. I took some shit after poking fun at horoscopes. I don't believe in religion or ghosts. I made fun of superstitions. I questioned whether college was really necessary. But I'm not like that with everything. And tonight we're going to talk about a somewhat controversial topic. Tonight we're going to talk about essential oils. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Boy, you really, we, we're just you're running already, out of things to do, aren't we? <laughs> like, but you really picked a big fucking topic that's that's super divisive. Well, it it, it may be more so than you think. No, I think it is. I, I think I he's being so. very sincere. <laughs> For the record, I have essential oils in my house that I actually use. They're Ooh. very big out here in Colorado. Are they woodsy scents? Sometimes. Okay. All right. I have friends who swear by their effectiveness. I use a product called Deep Blue, which is a mixture of essential oils. It's basically like an all-natural icy hot. Does it work? Maybe. I do tend to feel better after (laughs) using it. That's a ringing ringing endorsement. endorsement. But maybe the cooling feeling (laughs) just makes me think it's working because my brain associates that feeling with healing, you know, like the icy hot kind of thing. Does it start off hot and then ends up cool? No, it's kind of cool the whole time. Mm. Oh. And I think icy hot's the opposite. Yeah, so it's an icy, icy. It's an icy, icy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a Slurpee. It's like pouring a Slurpee <laughs> all over your injury. I like Slurpees. We have a diffuser, and we use it a decent amount. I'm not, again, I'm not sure it really does what it describes. I, like sometimes say it's going to give you energy or help you sleep or calm you. I, I don't know if it does any of that, but it smells really nice. My, my chiropractor is big into essential oils and gives me concoctions for various ailments that I just assume are legit, and I use them. And chiropractors are definitely witch doctors. They are so witch that's, doctors, that's, yeah. That's, that's a good endorsement for that. They yeah. use kung fu to <laughs> straighten you out. And, I mean, do, do, the, do the essential oils my chiropractor gives me work? I think maybe they might possibly work. I don't really know. And that's good. It's like you're getting further and further down the path of this is bullshit. So. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So I, I want to get your guys' opinion before we start about how you feel about essential oils and if you use them at all. Okay. That's a good question. I think that they're probably wrongly named essential oils because I've gone my whole life without having them and essentially I'm still alive, <laughs> but maybe you'd be so, more enjoyable to be around. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you'd be more youthful, but that doesn't seem essential. <laughs> that just seems like a bonus. <laughs> that's true, I guess, but it's right? essential it, to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. So I, I will I, say, Oh, go ahead, oh, Greg. No, We're, I was going to continue talking on. No, so clearly, Greg, you are. I was going to. You're not an essential oil on. guy, Greg. <laughs> well, okay. Let me ask you this question: Is essential oil does that include like Vicks vapor rub? Because that shit feels good when you're sick. I don't think it does. Yeah, because that probably really does something. It does. It clears you up. <laughs> yeah, but Unlike I mean, essential it's, it's got the it's got scent. And petroleum. That's true. <laughs> so, like, it's I greasy. Mean, that, that should make, those two things should make it an Some people get oil. rashes from them. So yeah, I guess it's an essential oil. <laughs> so I want to know, I want to know uh, one thing before I let John kind of take over and tell us about his essential oil usages. Are scents just like, like I use the, um, what the fuck? There's like a flower scent or something like lavender. Mm-hmm. I use lavender occasionally. Put it on my bedding, and it's supposed to give you more restful night's sleep. That's, that's, that's not an really essential, something. That's an essential. That is oil. an essential. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I've used that before, and has it worked? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> See, like that's what said. I said. I don't, I don't, I know. don't know. Here's here's what didn't happen. He didn't get attacked by a cheetah. That's that did not happen. <laughs> so, I mean, I assume he didn't anyway. Maybe it repels cheetahs, and we just don't know that. Just in your dreams, though, it repels <laughs> cheetahs in your dreams. <laughs> Dream cheetahs. <laughs> Dream cheetahs. <laughs> Those are the most dangerous kind. <laughs> So yeah, I have used essential oils before, and as a matter of fact, the essential oil, uh, the name for it is called Panic. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you bought it. I bought this little thing, and it's supposed to be, a, I guess it stops Panic, and it's, yeah, it's lavender. So there goes Greg again, <laughs> bringing the episode back to anxiety. John, how about you? What I think about Greg's anxiety? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think we've <laughs> talked about that enough. <laughs> um 
I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't believe that oils are like magic, but I do believe that we have parts of our brain that evolved for certain things, you know, and so maybe maybe scent, certain scents calm you or more calming, you know, certain scents make you hungry. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know. Some make you want to throw up. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think it's your body letting you know, you know, you know it's like you're, when you smell shit, you're not like, oh, wow, that's so relaxing. Yeah. Your body's like, oh, God, that's disgusting. So I get think, away from I it. Think, yeah. I think that's all part of your body, like letting you know this is good, this is bad, this, you know, you're fine. So then they've identified scents that are, yeah, are, yeah that feel are, good and positive. Yeah, they feel good. And probably yeah. re- release endorphins or something like that, you know, just, I mean, I, I would yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, do you use them, John? Like, do you use uh, essential oils? I will occasionally use lube. <laughs> oh, okay. Again, I'm not sure you guys understand what I'm talking about here. No, I, lube I and do. Vicks, I don't think qualify. <laughs> and don't use Vicks as lube. That does not work. <laughs> I mean, it might, but it, it, just don't do it. I mean, you know, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. <laughs> I will use uh, at Courtney's. I have a, a lavender spray, and I will use that sometimes. And I will say, like, I, I don't know if I go to sleep faster or sleep deeper, but it smells fantastic. Right? Yeah, that's how I feel uh, about my. Dif- we have a diffuser, and and yeah. it's like it's very. Like we've got like a cypress one in the winter, and it's very woodsy and nice. Yeah, I like how cypress smells. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. Okay, that's a great episode. All okay. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming. <laughs> When I told Sheena that I wanted to do this topic a few months ago, she suggested I watch the Netflix series Unwell. Uh, one of their episodes is on essential oils. It took me in a direction I was not planning on going. Have you guys seen uh, Unwell on Netflix? I, I have not. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. It's an interesting watch, but anyway, let's get into it. Yeah. What are essential oils exactly? Essential oils are basically plant extracts. They're made by steaming or pressing various parts of a plant flowers, bark, leaves, or fruit, to capture the compounds that produce fragrance. It can take several pounds of a plant to produce a single bottle of essential oil. Aromatherapy is the practice of using essential oils for therapeutic benefit. Aromatherapy has been used for centuries. When inhaled, the scent molecules in essential oils travel from the olfactory nerves directly to the brain and especially impact the amygdala, the emotional center of the brain. Essential oils can also be absorbed by the skin. A massage therapist might add a drop or two of wintergreen to oil to help relax tight muscles during a rub down. A skincare company may add lavender, like you guys both like, to bath salts mm-hmm. to create a soothing soak. Are you supposed to smoke those? Not these. Oh, okay. Those are different. All right. Gotcha. But it's a business too. The essential oil industry was a $5 billion industry in the U.S. alone in 2020, and it's projected to be a $25 billion industry globally by 2024. So That's big. It's we gotta get, are you, is this a pyramid scheme to get us to buy your essential oil? <laughs> it could be. It could be. So let me tell you about how you can get in on the ground floor. No, I'm just kidding. And to be clear, much like horoscopes, there is no science that proves essential oils work. There are studies that show promise and people certainly swear by them. I'm sure you guys know people who are, you know, all talking about how, how important these are and that they cure various ailments, but no science actually proves it to date. So as far as history goes, an interesting thing about researching the history of essential oils and aromatherapy is that there's not a lot out there. The bulk of the articles I came across were on websites that sold or promoted essential oils and aromatherapy. (laughs) They're the ones that seem to know the history of this and other people don't. So here's a a little brief history from Wikipedia and from a 2019 article on the list by Brittany Brawley called The Untold Truths of Essential Oils. Before you jump into this history, Kevin, I want to know if this episode is going to take a turn like a John Banks episode where you talk about how essential oils start to deplete like resources from rainforests and they're the source of while we're trying to cure ourselves, they're actually going to be the source of all of our demise. Well, don't Please you, have to, found don't you like just that. have to wait to find out? Okay. I just want to make... I, okay, you're right. He gets very anxious about the, the plot. He's like, look, I got a hockey game to watch. Can we just get to the, to the meat of this, please? Get to the part where you ruin this for us. No, I just want to make sure that I follow suit with the John Banks line of, of research. I am my own person, Greg. I am not John Banks. 
Thank this God. is totally going to be a John Banks episode. <laughs> <laughs> the use of essential oils, often aromatherapy, for therapeutic, spiritual, hygienic, and ritualistic purposes goes back to ancient civilizations, including the Chinese, Indians, Egyptians, Greeks, and Romans, who used them in cosmetics, perfumes, and drugs. Oils were used for aesthetic pleasure and in the beauty industry. They were a luxury item and a means of payment. It was believed the essential oils increased the shelf life of wine and improved the tastes of food. Oils are described by, I haven't spelled it phonetically, Dioscorids. No? <laughs> Dioscorids. Dioscorids. I don't know, whatever. Dioscorids. Spell it, spell it, spell it. D-I-O-S-C-O-R-I-D-E-S. Oh, Dioscorids. Fuck, I think it's Dioscorids. Along with beliefs of the time regarding their healing properties in his Dematera Medica, written in the first century. Distilled essential oils have been employed as medicine since the 11th century, 11th century, when Avicenna <laughs> isolated essential oils using steam distillation. Now, what is steam distillation? This is how the main reason or main way that they are extracted. It's a multi-stage continuous distillation process where steam is used as a stripping gas to extract the oils. Steam is directed through the plant material and the mixture of hot vapors is collected and condensed in order to produce a liquid in which the oil and water form two distinct layers, and then they just grab all that oil and put it in a little bottle and sell it for $100. Sounds easy. Yeah. Let's. I'm, I've always been kind of fascinated by, by industries that like develop these things, these these ways that are really elaborate and scientifically based just to just to kind of develop products that are just completely full of shit <laughs> i mean okay hold on wait let me do the whole episode first let me make your decision this process is very similar to how you make cocaine so is. How, is there an episode that cocaine hasn't come up i'm just curious <laughs> mm, no maybe <laughs> Maybe the uh, the kids one, <laughs> the censorship, the, co- one. <laughs> the cocaine episode. It didn't come up in the cocaine episode. <laughs> yes, I I just love it. I like I love the fact that people put in like time, resource, and science <laughs> to yeah. to just kind of develop ways to improve our lives. And even if it's not, I mean, it's not. I know I've just said this earlier, but it's essential oils really are not essential. No. So, but if they were, then like we should be fucking throwing everything at essential oils. Absolutely. Right? Oh Get my God. The fucking best goddamn oils you ever could. Pull all the money out of the pharmaceutical injury, in yeah, industry yeah, and put it yeah, all yeah, in essential oils. Where's the thing, man? Big Pharma doesn't want you to know the truth about essential oils, man. And that is something that, yes, that is yeah, something that no, a lot of those people believe. I mean, do you guys yeah. know people who are like super into essential oils? Because I, I do. Any, all this stuff, yes. Have you get into like horoscopes? Horoscopes or? and astrology. Yeah. They are people that are a pain in the ass to talk to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if if it makes you feel good, great, right? But don't make it some goddamn conspiracy, right? <laughs> like, just, yeah. it makes you feel good. That's great. Like, just great. Do I it. don't talk about my orgasms all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, but only on this podcast. Is that a, is that a conspiracy, though? <laughs> no. <laughs> There was a second masturbator on the grassy knoll, so it's <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can get off, actually. Wait, the only way you can get off is by me talking about my orgasms? <laughs> yes, oh, yes. That's, that that's, is, why, that's why I always call you it. I've never been given a better compliment. <laughs> Nearly 100 different kinds of essential oils were used in Europe by the mid-1700s, and prior to the 1800s, some had already started making their way into the United States. That's not to say they were all, at all well understood, though. It wasn't until improvements in science in the early 20th century were made that more became known about these strong-smelling oils. With that, even more were produced. While they continued to be used as and in medicines, essential oils became more commonly used in perfume beverages and even food. In the era of modern medicine, the naming of this treatment first appeared in print in 1937 in a French book on the subject, Aromatherapy, Les Huy Essentiels, Hormones Did vegetales. you just sigh because you knew you had to read French? Yes. <laughs> By Rene Maurice Gattafosse. Uh, no, that sounded Italian. What sounded Italian? <laughs> Gattafosse. Rene Maurice Gattafosse. 
Who was a chemist? He was a fucking chemist. <laughs> by by Jean Jean Paul Aducci. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in 1910, Gadafoss burned a hand very badly and later claimed he treated it effectively with lavender oil. A French surgeon, Jean Valnet, pioneered the medicinal uses of essential oils, which he used as antiseptics in the treatment of wounded sh- soldiers during World War II. And then they started being used by hippies and shaman types, and now they're by, being used by almost everyone. So that's the history. That sounds about right. I like hippies and shaman types. Me too. <laughs> hippies, hippies are fun people, you know? They are. They are. They usually have a lot of weed, if nothing else. They do. So now, in honor of one of my favorite movies of all time, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of essential oils. Oh, shit. Is that Lee Marvin? Wait. Lee Marvin nope. was in that, right? Nope. He wasn't? Nope. Clint Eastwood? Yep. Is it um, Running Man? <laughs> that is Richard Dawson's finest work. I don't care if anyone th- says it's Family Feud. It was Running Man. It was. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about let's talk about the good. I do believe that smells can have a positive therapeutic effect on mind, body, and spirit. I really do. Kind of like what John was talking about earlier. And I'll give you an example. Sheena and I love hiking. We're lucky enough to live in Colorado and have the foothills of the Rocky Mountains about 20 minutes from us. We love getting up in the mountains early when we hike to beat the crowds, so we try to be up there on the trail by 7 a.m. or so. But aside from beating the crowds, there's another reason that I love going early, and that is because the mountain air is so amazing. It's still cool out, even in the middle of summer. The air is crisp. The smell of pine trees is incredible. And I have to say, it rejuvenates me. It makes me happy. It improves my mood. And I mean, not to sound dramatic, but my kind of my overall outlook on life, it's very like therapeutic, you know, like it makes you feel like a good, like a different person. So part of me says, if something like that can have a profound effect on me, then why can't lavender in a diffuser help calm people? Or why can't... Part of of me thinks that if you need to feel like a different person to feel better, you got to look at that. Well, so for me, actually, what I'm I'm really focused on is if you're spending all this time in the sun, are you using, like, are you wearing long sleeve shirts and giant hats so you don't get sun? Oh, is this another thing about my skin? Yeah, you're pal. I was trying to think. I'm like, well, I mean, a lot of times we're in the woods, so I I, I was was about to answer your question seriously, John. I refuse to laugh audibly at that joke John just made because I did think it was funny, but he completely glossed over the burn I gave Kevin a minute ago. And I mean, I I know he really wanted to get his son joke out. I did. I didn't but want just to, take I didn't a want second. To... Take a second. Was that, I don't mine. think that yours was a burn as much as it was a a critique on my overall mental health. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. and that's to me that's a burn. I just seem <laughs> mean because you're a terrible person. <laughs> okay. You just like the fact that you're not the only one with problems. That's what. That's all. That's all. Oh God. Now that now you're putting your shit on me, buddy. <laughs> go, why don't you go smell a fart and feel better? <laughs> no, I said I liked the smell of trees and mountains. Yeah, not farts. That's, that's a lame. You got you to gotta listen to what, what I said. trees are made out of? <laughs> They're not made out of farts. <laughs> you well, don't know. Kind of, actually, yeah. <laughs> Car farts. Trees? <laughs> well, yeah, they, they process. They grow from their carbon, right? They're, yeah, carbon farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Look it up. You didn't do your research. <laughs> a 2018 WebMD article by Lisa Marshall called Essential Oils Promise Help But Beware the Risks cites a recent study of 300 surgical patients that those who breathed a mixture of ginger, spearmint, peppermint, and cardamom had much less nausea after surgery. Other research found that lavender oil can lower levels of stress of the stress hormone cortisol, call back to Greg's stress episode, and inhaling lemongrass before a stressful event can prevent anxiety, call back to Greg's Anxiety episode. Shit, Greg, you just need some fucking aromatherapy, dude. <laughs> what, what, what else with taxes? <laughs> mountain air. It was mountain air. That was the answer. Mountain air? Yes. Mountain air helps all. Didn't you listen to what I just said before? Yes. Well, tagging on to what you said earlier, Kevin, like I get that same jolt of feeling like my best self when I go to the beach. And I don't, I never really, I mean, you smell the sea, air, or the ocean, and it just really... I feel so relaxed immediately, and I'm, I'm sure that, that it's all of your senses become engaged. So I am not disputing at all the fact that essential oils or smells do help. 
So are essential oils just strictly re- limited to like what you're rubbing into your skin from products or they're just things that you could potentially be smelling like the diffuser that just works by smelling, right? Yeah. And, and it's more the aromatherapy side. Okay. There are sometimes, you know, some are used through skin. Some people ingest it, which a lot of doctors say is a bad idea, which I'll talk about later. But uh, most of it is done through aromatherapy yeah. or skin or skin. It's mostly bleach. I think you're supposed to ingest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, only if you have COVID. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You ingest it or do you shoot it? I'm not real sure how you do bleach. I don't know. Trump wasn't specific. <laughs> you just got to get it inside you. Man. <laughs> enema. Bleach enema. Uh, studies also show that tea tree and oregano oils can fight microbes, making them popular treatments for dandruff and toe fungus. Others can be used as anti-inflammatory. So tea tree oil. I actually I have a problem with, uh, I guess, my eyes... Don't kill off the bacteria, and 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 so I get a lot of. I don't styes. know why well, that's funny, but it is funny. <laughs> you stupid you, eyes! You laugh at my pain. He started um, laughing as soon as you said, "I have this problem." Right. So right. he really does like <laughs> no, to watch your misery. No, he enjoys my misery. Yes, um, but uh, my optometrist, op- ophthalmologist—I never know which one's which. The ophthalmologist is a real doctor that tries to cure you, and an optometrist tries to sell you glasses. Optometrist. So yeah. she, she, wow, she gave that's, that's not very fair, but anyway. <laughs> true. If you're an optometrist, uh, email us and prove me wrong. I mean, I can see you now because I went to an optometrist. Yeah, I'm not saying that it does, it's not a, effective, but you spent a fucking shit ton of money. You know you're wearing glasses right now. The readers. These things were made out of like in China out of like pubic hair or something. They were like $4 each. I don't think you understand how plastics work. Or pubic hair. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking just, about anymore. Just, <laughs> just let me have my belief system. <laughs> All right. We talked about the good. Oh, really- tea tree oil. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, you never got to that, John. So, so she told me to, to like mix water and tea tree oil and use it on my eyes, and I would stop getting styes. And when I do it, I don't get styes. But oh. when I don't do it, I, I will get styes. So, so let me get this straight. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can go on. I don't care. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the bad. First of all, and most obvious, we've already started talking about this, is do they really work? Companies say not every oil works for everybody. That causes some critics to be skeptical of their overall effectiveness, understandably so. But earlier I described how I feel the air on a morning hike has benefits to me. But I know people who don't like hiking. Some people don't really connect with nature and like that kind of stuff. If I brought someone like that on that hike with me and they don't have the experience with the mountain air, does that make it any less real for me? So is it stand to reason that maybe not every essential oil will have the same effect on somebody? I think that's true for everything that we kind of experience and put in our bodies. Like people's diets... You and I could eat the same thing for like a month and maybe one of us would gain weight. One of us would lose weight. We're just in the, we all have our own individual chemical makeup and responses to. Well, I would, in fairness, I would only be losing weight because of my tapeworm situation. (laughs) Do you have a name for it yet? (laughs) No, I'm still workshopping it. Tapey. (laughs) That's winning so far. I think, I think Sebastian is a good. Sebastian. Yeah. That's a good name. Sebastian the Tapeworm. When you talk about Sebastian, people will be like, oh, he sounds fancy. You're like, yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's, is he a friend of yours? I mean, so to speak. We're inseparable. We're really close. <laughs> he, uh, he, he eats the things I put into my body. <laughs> Mostly he's eating my body. <laughs> so He's basically eating me from the inside out. <laughs> but because of him, I can eat whatever but I want. But I've never I... looked better. <laughs> Sounds like Sebastian's a little bit of a dick. <laughs> he's selfish, for sure. A big danger of essential oils is that since it's a natural product, people think they are completely harmless and many overuse them. Oh, but no, 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 no. Cocaine is a natural product, and we all know what cocaine does. That's right. Part of that is because of poorly trained sales reps peddling them at (laughs) sales parties. Not (laughs) cocaine, but essential oils. 
Uh, we'll talk more about that later. But the reality really is a multi-level marketing <laughs> situation. And we're about to get a sales pitch. He's going to frame it like he doesn't like it. And then in the end, he's like, so for the for just $175, you get three of your friends. And this thing is taken off. If you guys look under your chairs, there is a brochure. <laughs> but the reality is, is that essential oils can cause serious issues. Uh, the episode of Netflix Unwell that I referenced showed a woman who had really, really gnarly rashes from overuse of the oils. She's still having problems now, years later. I remember she said it felt like fire ants and wasps were all over her body. That doesn't sound... That is horrible. I mean, how how long did she use that stuff for? Like, was it just one time or she just thought... No, no, it's extended use. Extended oh, use. Oh, hold on a second. I'm getting a phone call from my uh, essential oils rep. <laughs> was it, was it lavender? Was she drinking lavender oil? Is he answering it? His phone? Is is he watching a Canadian's thing? No, I had to answer my phone. It was ringing. So the WebMD article by Marshall talks about a woman named Stacy Haluka. She went to an in-home presentation by an acquaintance who worked for a multi-level marketing company as a wellness advocate. Uh, How, and, what are the chances of that? We've been talking about multi-level marketing. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it more later. Okay. She was told by this person that the oils were so pure that they could be safely ingested and liberally applied. She infused her water with citrus oils said to detoxify, and she lathered her skin with stress-relieving lavender. When a faint rash appeared on her forearm, a salesperson told her it was just normal detox reaction and advised her to rub frankincense oil on it. She obliged. What about myrrh? No myrrh. That's something that was talked about a lot in the Unwell documentary also. Whenever anyone raised complaints about skin issues or anything like that on the message boards of fellow users and sellers of essential oils, they would say, oh, that's just your body detoxing, and they would recommend they try another oil to help clear it up. But after a few months, raised welts began to creep across her abdomen and end up up the back of her neck. Ultimately, she landed in the emergency room, eyes swollen, oozing blisters across her face where doctors swiftly put her on steroids. Her diagnosis was a severe toxic reaction to essential oils. Four years later, I still struggle, says Haluka, who is scarred and still so sensitive to the oils that she has to carefully choose her personal care products and breaks out in hives when around someone who is wearing essential oils. She is now suing the company that makes the oils she used. But that's pretty fucked up. I mean, like, if they're... I understand, it seems like, like that's pretty rare, though. It's not as rare as you might think. There's a Facebook group called The Unspoken Truth About Essential Oils. It's a private group. <laughs> I didn't feel like joining, so I didn't actually see it. But I read You're about right. it. You're right. There is a lot of controversy yeah, there is. surrounding. And I, okay. I, read, I read about this group, and apparently it's a place where people share stories, pictures, and even videos of how essential oils have negatively affected him, and there are almost 10,000 members. That's way more numbers than history defeats itself interactive (laughs) (laughs) so we gotta start chemically burning people to get more to get more uh it will get listen i've been saying that from day one and you two have been you know tabling that i'm starting to jump on board i'm i'm stacking up battery acid in my garage just to get ready for that wait did the lady who tried all these essential oils, did she use tea tree oil, tea tree oil to detoxify <laughs> all the essential oils? Another study found that prepubescent boys who topically applied products containing lavender and tea tree oils, John, developed breast tissue. The study concluded that repeated topical <laughs> exposure to lavender and tea tree oils probably caused prepubertal gynecomastia in these boys, which is a fancy way of saying young boys were growing boobs. You know, I think if you're going to be a young boy just entering <laughs> at that stage of your life, having boobies is probably not the worst thing <laughs> in the world. Because, <laughs> you know, it gives you a little... Uh... Uh, I mean, as long as you don't leave the house. <laughs> that sounds rough. Another negative to the essential oils is that they are very expensive. Uh, this is oh, from yeah, that's bad. Uh, du- uh, the Dutera website, one of the top essential oil companies. So I'm going to give you a few. Bergamot is said to help with stress and tension. A 15-milliliter bottle is $50. Cardamom helps the digestive system. A 5-milliliter bottle is $35. Cinnamon wow. bark helps maintain a healthy immune system. A 5-milliliter bottle is $32. And frankincense, 
as Greg uh, alluded to before, in the documentary, a woman proclaimed, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, the Dutero website says its soothing and beautifying properties are used to rejuven- rejuvenate skin and help reduce the appearance of imperfections when applied topically. 15 millimeter milliliter bottle is $90. Jesus Christ. And the top one, rose oil. Here is the description on the Dutero website. Rosa Dementia, Demensa, more commonly known as the Damask Rose, is a small shrub with thorny stems originally from the Syrian capital, Damascus. It is highly sought after for its many beneficial properties. Before the sun crests the horizon in Bulgaria, workers can be found in fields harvesting the delicate bloom of the Rosa Damascena. The labor-intensive production pr- process has a very low yield, taking more than 10,000 freshly picked rose blossoms to produce only one 5-milliliter bottle of rose essential oil. Because rose petals are so delicate, the distillation process must happen the same day the flower is harvested. From this labor comes an essential oil known for its sweet floral aroma, beautiful and romantic. Diffuse rose oil to uplift your spirits. The blooming floral fragrance brings about feelings of love, care, and comfort. Apply rose essential oil topically in skincare routines. It helps balance moisture levels in skin, reduce the appearance of skin imperfections, and promote a healthy looking and even skin tone. A five milliliter bottle, that's five, will cost five. you a cool $366.67 on their website. Well, can I tell you something? Since we are kind of living in the United States and we don't really do things in milliliters, I have no idea how much that is. That could be like five gallons for all it's I very fucking small. know. Oh, okay. It's very. Do you know what a liter looks like? A liter of a liter of cola? Nope. nope. You've never you've you've never seen a liter of soda. No. Ever. Have you seen a two liter? <laughs> no. So take the two liter and divide it in half. Nope. So. Okay. So I feel like that description of it, and that doesn't really, help me with milliliters, right? But it, but it really helps me. I well, I want to spoon it, right? Like I, I just yeah. like, so oh, it's, like, oh my it's god, lovely! It's, it's thousands of these flowers. Uh, so five milliliters. All right. So let's talk to you a minute. So seven hundred and fifty milliliters is a bottle of alcohol, right? Okay, I got you now. So seventy five <laughs> of those would be one percent of that. Mm-hmm. No. Wait a minute. It would be 10% of that. <laughs> I, just, I just, Greg, that's karma, buddy. That's it depends karma. How, it depends how far that goes, though. You know, maybe the essential oils, maybe that'll last you 10 years. You know how much money I spend on cannabis? So, Greg, are you saying yeah. I can put you down for one of these? Because that would really, really help me out. <laughs> if it helps you hit your goal. That will get me to Hawaii. It would definitely help me hit my goal. Yeah. Does that get you a pink Cadillac later? It might. Okay, I'm in. Another issue is that these companies make unsubstantiated claims. I read articles where many doctors said essential oils should never be ingested, yet the oil websites, like the one I was just reading about, say that you can dilute many of these oils in water and drink them. From the uh, WebMD article by Marshall, since 2014, the FDA has sent warning letters to a handful of companies for making unsubstantiated claims that their oils could treat everything from herpes to Ebola. The FDA says only manufacturers of drugs that have passed the agency's rigorous approval process may make such claims. Meanwhile, go ahead. I just, no, I just think that's good. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think in my head about all the, well, that's where I do my thinking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not me. I'm an elbow kind of guy. Yeah. Hold on. I know you are. John's thinking. Wait, wait, John's thinking. (laughs) I know you are, John. Uh, but I, there are so many different products that are just, I, I don't even think they're necessarily scams, but like are expensive and unregulated and make these claims and they're natural and organic and it's just something else to make money. Yeah. And I know, I know Greg, that you're, you're, has a, you're, you're skeptical of organic. I know we've talked about that on the podcast before. I'm just skeptical of organic. I'm skeptical of orga- organic claims. And organic like, claims. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, just... But, you know, here's the thing. You, like, oil is a natural product, right? If you just pull it out of the ground. It is just a natural product. So Oil, you mean actual? Like, like crude oil. It's natural. It's, yeah, so are it, rocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, what does that fucking mean? It doesn't oh, it's mean natural, anything. man. Yeah, mosquitoes carry malaria. <laughs> They're natural. Yeah, it's totally, you're 100% right. I mean, people hear that word natural, organic. 
that kind of stuff. Oh, it's it's that's that's why people end up getting in trouble. It's natural. I can put as much of this on my body as I want. <laughs> it's like drinking out of a mountain spring, man. Yeah, it's just natural. Hey, this tea tree oil is totally natural. I can pour it in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it works. God damn it, works. <laughs> I mean, I'm blind, but I don't get fucking styes. <laughs> Meanwhile, ill-informed at-home users may misuse essential oils. One group of concerned aromatherapists at the Atlantic Institute for Aromatherapy began collecting injury reports online. Since the fall of 2013, it has found more than 268, ranging from mild rashes and anaphylactic shock to internal chemical burns from using oils to treat vaginal yeast infections. Okay. In 2017 alone, 55 people, including five children and two pregnant women, women, reported very serious reactions. The organization estimates that fewer than 5 to 10% of adverse reactions are reported. Essential oils properly used are safe and effective for many routine issues, but I continue to hear of bad, even dangerous reactions from people who are grossly misusing them, says Joy Power, PhD, a neuropsychologist and aromatherapist who has taught nurses how to use the oils for decades. People are being hurt by following some of the inappropriate advice that's been given out there. That inappropriate advice often comes from manufacturers' representatives, she says. The safety of essential oils have been compromised by the information that's being spread by poorly trained sales representatives, which will lead us to the ugly. Uh oh. Right after this break. Straight Talk Wireless knows there are plenty of reasons you might need a new phone. But switching to a better wireless provider doesn't have to be one of them. Keep your own phone and save when you switch to any Straight Talk Wireless plan, like our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with unlimited high-speed data and 5 gigs of hotspot, plus nationwide 5G and America's best networks. Keep your own phone. Switch to a better wireless plan. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and QIOP kit. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. If you want to get your shoe shined, go to Greg's Shoe Shot Stand. There you go. That's our commercial. I don't have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking get one because I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I've spent six months working on that jingle. Well, you could have told me that. I would have started the business. <laughs> it was a surprise. <laughs> All right. Surprise. You're starting a business. <laughs> All my money is going into Kevin's essential oil. But- Subscription. Yeah, John, wait your turn. You can do your shoe shine episode next time. <laughs> this entire podcast has been to like fleece us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, we're back, as you can tell. I never left. <laughs> Whether or not essential oils actually do what they claim is a matter of debate. Unfortunately, for those who truly believe in them, there is an ugly side to the industry. The two biggest companies are Deterra and Young Living. Both, Greg, are yes. multi-level marketing companies, and some allege that they are pyramid schemes. Do you remember Mona V? Oh, yeah. Mona V. <sighs> Admittedly, when I decided to do this topic, I was more interested in looking at the overall effectiveness of aromatherapy. You know, do these things legitimately work, or are they just an expensive way to make your room smell nice? I didn't know about the pyramid schemes until I saw the documentary that Sheena told me I should watch. So... What exactly is a pyramid scheme, and how does it differ from multi-level marketing? I feel like we took a left turn. (laughs) We did. We did. He bamboozled us. So send all your money to History Defeats Itself. (laughs) So let me tell you how you can can work for yourself, be your own boss, work from home, and have all the money you could ever dream of. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's not podcasting. That's for sure. No, no. Well, the problem is, see, what we have to do is we have to get three of our friends to start a podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they get three of their friends to start a podcast, and then they get three of their friends to start a po- and and so at some point we become millionaires. Well, you forgot a very important part. All those three friends they have to pay us money. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> right, it doesn't right. really work. Yes. So this is from an April Investopedia article by Andrew Blumenthal. A pyramid scheme is a sketchy and unsustainable business model where a few top-level members recruit newer members. Those members pay upfront costs up the chain to those who enrolled them. As newer members in turn recruit underlings of their own, a portion of the subsequent fees they receive is also kicked up the chain. Let's assume the following. Greg sits alone at the top of the heap, represented by the number one. 
I like this one. Assume Greg recruits 10 second-tier people to the level directly below him. Maybe John and I are part of that. Where each newbie must issue him a cash payment just for the privilege of joining. Not only do these buy-in fees funnel directly into Greg's pocket, but each of the 10 new members must then recruit 10 Tier 3 members of their own, totaling 100, who must pay fees to the Tier 2 recruiters who must send a percentage of their takes back up to Greg. Get it? I'm digging it. Yep. So According far. to the hard sell pitches made at recruitment events, those bold enough to take the pyramid plunge will theoretically receive substantial cash from the recruits below them. But in practice, the prospective member pools tend to dry up over time. And by the time a pyramid scheme invariably shuts down, the top level operatives walk away with loads of cash while the majority of lower level members leave empty handed. It should be noted that because pyramid schemes heavily rely on fees from new recruits, the vast majority do not involve the sale of actual products or services with any intrinsic value. Now, multi-level marketing is a legal business practice, but unlike traditional pyramid schemes, this model involves the sale of actual goods or services. But participants are not mandated to close any sales. To generate income, they must recruit members below them. So it's just a legal way of doing a pyramid scheme. Some MLMs are nearly indistinguishable from pyramid schemes because they involve the sale of printed materials that have no real value, such as an educational course or something like that. These MLM schemes thrive by forcing recruits to buy such no-value products at high costs and by making them sell those same products to next-generational members. I feel like you want to comment from us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'm I'm, I'm good. I don't. You, so I, I, I've I've done a couple of these things. In my I was life wondering and, if either of you guys had any stories. Yeah, yeah, That's I, I de- yeah I've definitely done. I, I did Amway when I was like 18, and that was definitely like a what the fuck. And then I did uh, I did Monopoly with Greg for like a week. <laughs> Why do you have to owe me like that, man? Uh, Tell us about Mona V. It was it was some. Uh, I guess it was like. A juice, but it came in something that looked similar to a wine bottle, and it had um, a couple of different health benefit things that were just full of shit. <laughs> there was just—it's just basically drinking. It was juice. delicious. It was. It tasted it was okay. A, it was okay. Yeah, that's true. But it—you it, know—it's just a stupid fucking these these marketing these marketing products that they come up with to to help your general health and advertise them as kind of the fountain of youth. It's just always bullshit, <laughs> and it's just and it's right, so but it's, expensive, but, and it's but, so but it's, hard to make money is, in these things. It is, it's but I feel impossible, like, pretty much. But it's I feel like yeah. Courtney. Oh man, Courtney is super passionate about this, and she's like a data person and math person. So she, somebody pitched her something like this like twenty years ago or twenty five years ago. So she sat down and she was like, "Look," she goes, "So let's say you're the one person, and you get me, and then there's three people, and then she like carried it out, and after like the twenty or twenty first generation." Like, if, if, if everyone you talk to got involved. So it would be, like, after the 19th or 20th generation, maybe it was the 10th generation. It was like, but anyway, there's nobody left on Earth to sell anything to. <laughs> so, you know, so that's the thing. Is like so not, it's, a, not a good thing to do. <laughs> right. And, and I think, you know, people are, like, adults can make whatever choice they want to make, right? But, but. It is like like she's she hates like she thinks it's the fucking like the devil like Courtney just fucking hates them. It but, is, it's but just, horrible. Like it, it, no, it's horrible. Destroys but, people. It gives them false hope and right. But it's terrible. But that's you know you're making a choice as an adult. It's right? True. It's, you're it's, right. It's not like but people you know, are really really stupid like you guys. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. I've been stupid so many times in my life over so many things. <laughs> I'm stupid right now. But that's the thing is like that's how our economy. We're not a capitalist economy. We run on stupidity. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I think oh. you just, that's the biggest breakthrough we've ever had in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need half the shit that I have, but I buy it because no, I true. work and I make money to buy things. That you don't need. Because I'm stupid. You're not going to get an argument out of me, John. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of my Monovy customers. <laughs> I was. I know. I'm an idiot. So you started it, Greg? You got John into it? I didn't start it. <laughs> it's not Gregavy. <laughs> He's like, we're going to call it Mitchell Eve. No, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> what sounds fancy? Mona V. Mona oh, yes. V. On a website called thefashionlaw.com, which is exactly what it sounds like. It reports on court cases and lawsuits within the fashion industry. They posted a piece in 2019 called Young Living. The $1.5 billion essential oil company is a cult-like scheme. 
per new lawsuit. Damn. The case centers around Julie O'Shaughnessy, a member of Young Living, a multi-level marketing company based in Lehigh, Utah. Founded by Donald Gary Young in 1993, it sells essential oils and other related products. I've never even heard of Lehigh, Utah. It's now you're making up. shit up. Yeah, I, hey, I didn't make it up. I just report what I read from unfounded websites. <laughs> <laughs> from QAnon.com. <laughs> All I know is I somehow stumbled onto the dark web, and that's where I got this episode data. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but I got there. <laughs> Wouldn't even know how to find it, find my way back. <laughs> it it uh, the lawsuit claims that by way of therapeutic grade essential oils and oil based cosmetics. Wait, <clears throat> let me go back. You guys distracted me. The <laughs> young, <laughs> what? The Young Living website claims that by way of therapeutic grade essential oils and oil based cosmetics, it is on a mission to help consumers across the globe elevate their spirit, support healthy habits, achieve whole life wellness, and create lasting abundance the fuck does that even mean lasting abundance it means having stuff for a long time <laughs> plenty of stuff plenty it's, of it's, stuff just by taking essential oils <laughs> no no your essential yeah. oils if you what you do is you buy them you put them on a the shelf and eventually they become antiques okay and you could sell them later <laughs> in life? it's like beanie babies i don't understand it all right i just know <laughs> buy now okay that's what everybody's telling me buy oils buy now, now. All my money's tied up in essential oils. <laughs> and by calling them essential oils, it just really does drive home the fact that you need this. Right. If they're essential product. now, they're going to be more essential in 30 years. That's right. When it's harder to get. Right. Yeah. You might need to just pour them into your gas tank just to get your car to go. <laughs> yeah. All cars will run on lavender in the future. But anyway, the lawsuit says that Young Living is more like a cult-like pyramid scheme. And so when I was watching that documentary... They showed clips of these huge uh, Young Living events where all the salespeople came together. They packed the University of Utah football stadium. People were cheering and screaming with that like crazy eye look, you know? It, yeah. reminded, it reminded me of when I saw that documentary Going Clear, the Scientology one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw that, but those people in the like crazed look in their eye or even like a, a Trump rally or an evangelical church ser- sermon or any of the things that those people get like really amped up about, that's what it looked like. It was actually really eerie. And you know what was interesting too? In my research and in the documentary, how many people who are big time into essential oils are really super religious, like evangelical kind of religious? For huh. some reason, those things go hand in hand, which I think is interesting because the I feel like the people that I know who are in essential oils out here are are more hippie types, not really religious types. Yeah, right. I would associate with more hippie kind of guys. I I think that um, I've seen that look in John Banks' eye when he's like holding a chulupa. He gets hmm. that crazy. They are delicious, though. They are delicious. See, I, now that I can that I can relate to. You know, I, so I I think one of the things I think that is really the most interesting is several times now, Kevin, you have compared, you have said the documentary and my research. So I feel like you're really trying to sell your research when really all you're doing is just literally reading the notes from the documentary. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch the documentary, it's word for word this episode, except for what you guys say. Well, I mean, you did send me a script, so (laughs) I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I it's a new way we're doing this now. I can't trust you guys to be funny, so I have to tell you what to say. <laughs> it's a little controlling, but I... Uh, <laughs> but it seems to be working. You're so. used to it. <laughs> Whatever. It's amazing how you can like really structure this in your mind, and it just seems so organic and yeah. natural. Or Orgasmic is what you meant. Right? <laughs> yes. So anyway, back to the lawsuit. The young, the young living system works like this, according to the lawsuit. Once a member joins and purchases the required starter kit from an existing member, which ranges from $100 for a basic kit up to $260 for a premium kit, Young Living pays them a cash bonus of $25 for each new member they recruit. Because the company does not pay a commission to new members for sales that they make, recruiting is prioritized over the sale of the product. In fact, a new member's only opportunity to earn enough income over the cost... Did you say members only? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, also a pyramid scheme. Few people know that. (laughs) Uh, If you buy this jacket and you give it to six of your friends, pretty soon people are going to think it's cool. Yep. And then it's going to go away. (laughs) And then you're going to see a lot of them in thrift stores. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, a new member's yes 
only opportunity to earn enough income to cover the cost of membership is by recruiting new members and then encouraging those members to also recruit aggressively. By emphasizing recruitment over product sales, Young Living crosses the threshold from legitimate multi-level marketing into illegal pyramid scheme, O'Shaughnessy asserts. Shame. Should members want to be eligible to receive commissions based on products sold, they must enroll in the Essential Rewards Program and maintain their active enrollment by monthly purchases of an ever-growing inventory of unused products. A direct violation of the Federal Trade Commission's 70-30 rule which requires that multi-level marketing scheme sellers must sell more than 70% of their individual monthly inventory before being required to purchase additional products in order to be eligible to earn commissions. So basically what that's saying is that the 70-30 rule says that if you're in a a multi-level marketing system, you should be selling, you have to sell out of 70% of your individual monthly inventory before you have to buy more stuff. But the lawsuit says that that's not how Young Living works, that they're telling you that you need to buy more than that. Like before you've actually sold 70% of your products, you need to buy more of that. And the mm. whole point of that from the from the Federal Trade Commission is to keep it from becoming a pyramid scheme. If that makes sense. Those fucks. Yeah, it does make sense. Does, does it seem like it's working? No. Because there's a no. lot of companies that don't, you know, because that's the thing about it's It's all like, you know, they're like, you know, oh, you need to like become a member you know, become a member, like members, like you, you know, you need, you need 75 bottles of Mona V a month. And then you're like, but I, I seriously, I don't, I can drink like maybe one. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you need to be selling them, John. And they're like, have you tried Mona V martinis? <laughs> like, no, I thought it was, I'm so confused. <laughs> well, you have to buy a shit ton of them yourself yeah. in order to kind of distribute them. And that doesn't make any sense. It's a bullshit. <laughs> it is. It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I had uh, I one time this I was in this uh, business business referral group uh, when I first moved out here for the for the company that I worked for, and uh, there was a guy who who was like uh, he, he's a good dude, but he was like, hey, uh, let, you know, do you want to grab a beer? or want to run something by you. And I was like, yeah, sure. I thought it was something legitimate, and he was like, he was involved in like a like one of those almost like a legal Zoom kind of thing. It was like some sort of lawyer app. And it was a total mark, multi-level marketing thing that he was trying to recruit me for. And I was just like, I, I remember coming away from that and going, how do people fall for this? No offense, guys. But it's just so like, I mean, you knew it was multi-level marketing, right? But did you think that it just, you th- did you think that you could make it happen? Or I'm just curious. I'm not, I'm not picking on you. I'm really not. Well, it feels like you're picking Mm, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feel a lot of judgment about my stupidity. And I think no no answer no answer is going to make anyone feel better. All right. Well, let me rephrase. How could you be so fucking dumb? There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That feels better. No, I mean seriously like what what was it that that uh you I don't caught know. Up, up in a fever, buddy. You got yeah, yeah, What's the allure? What's the allure? What was the allure? It's the to allure you is like freedom. That's the allure. The allure mm-hmm. is like, fuck, I'm going to make millions. I'm going to be free from like, I'm going to be able to travel and do all this stuff. But then, you know, you don't really fucking sit down and do the numbers. But if you actually sit and do the numbers, you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I was going to be a millionaire doing this. I thought maybe like a side I'd supplement hustle? my income a little bit. Yeah, a little side hustle. Yeah, like two, three thousand dollars. I also thought the product was healthy and good for you, too. So it's not like you're selling cigarettes. Which actually probably you'd make a lot more money. I think you would have done much better with cigarettes, yeah. 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 So I think that maybe we learned our lesson and we're not going to do it again unless it sounds really cool. (laughs) So this is a good time to talk to our audience about um, this new cigarette company we work for. (laughs) Lucky Strike. (laughs) But spelled different. Lucky Strike. Not not as harsh as you remember. (laughs) Not as cancery. Except exactly as much cancery. <laughs> they have Lucky cool strike. packaging. <laughs> they do have cool packaging. And if you get the filter list, the, the boxes are a lot smaller, easier to carry. <laughs> and so. if, if you have if you have kids, then do, can I recommend a uh, s- cigarette candy? <laughs> Lucky Strike Juniors. Yeah. <laughs> Comes with a free pair of matches. Well, that's crazy, right? It's crazy that we all got, we were all able to buy candy cigarettes. That was a oh, thing I that was I marketed love those. to us. You just blow on them and the smoke comes yes. out. Yes, yeah. that's so cool and sugared up, powdered sugar. How about the the little the shredded beef jerky in a t- in a like a tobacco can? Yeah, like oh, a yeah. Chewing yeah tobacco that was can. great. Yeah, that I love really, that yeah. stuff. 
That was yeah. fantastic. Was really good. And I used to really put it. Nice. I used to put it in my mouth like tobacco because I yeah. was a baseball fan. So, so when you started chewing tobacco, it just felt natural. I actually have never chewed tobacco in my life. Oh, really? Well, then it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> the marketing, marketing didn't work on you. The suit declares that based on Young Living's own public disclosures, ninety-four percent of total members earn an average of one dollar per month in sales commissions. So that's not great. Doesn't Young Living sound like a boy band, though? It does not sound like an essential oil company. That's for it sure. Sounds like a, it sounds like a Christian boy it band. It totally sounds like something religious. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like a five-person boy, five boy band. Yeah. yeah. Young Living. And they're like, Jesus Christ, girl. What, what did he eat these crackers? <laughs> Jesus Christ used essential oils. <laughs> How do you think his hair was so luxurious? And his skin was so nice. Frankincense. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever the third one is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Pork. <laughs> pork. It definitely wasn't pork. He was Jewish. <laughs> More than half of those who joined Young Living in 2016 made no commissions at all. And we're still, O'Shaughnessy asserts, these same members were nevertheless required to spend hundreds of dollars on Young Living products to remain active members. As such, the average loss per member in 2016 was approximately $1,175. All the while, as Bloomberg reported earlier in 2019, the Young Living Company itself exceeded $1.5 billion in annual revenue, which was derived, according to the suit, from its own representatives paying to be part of the sales force and the products its sales force is required to purchase to remain their active essential reward status. So not great. <laughs> of course, Young Living vehemently denies these allegations, but uh, but there's a lot of people making claims, so it's uh, it's not looking do great they, for them. Yeah. Do they pay taxes? Um, I didn't get into taxes. John will do that next episode. I will. Multi-level marketing taxes tax episode taxes edition. Make there's sure also this. there's also a new <laughs> class action lawsuit against Young Living, uh, saying that their products have no medicinal benefit, alleging that they are falsely claiming that they do. That's a newer one that happened this year, earlier this year that started. Oh. And also part of the ugly is, as I alluded to earlier, the sales reps that are recruited tout the medicinal benefits of these products and have no science to back it up or no training. And it's irresponsible to mislead people like that. Young Living likes to say things like, hey, it's not us, it's our reps. They don't speak for us. But come on, you, you can't have people with no medical training or even training in like homeopathic practices giving medical advice to people that is super dangerous i sound it sounds like it's just an accepted way of the of them doing businesses and washing their hands clean of it you know what cures cynicism you too you too does bono <laughs> no i was asking you too but it, mona, 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 mona me or whatever what is that stuff called yeah, no 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 alcohol just just beer guinness guinness, guinness. cures cures everything so. See, now, that's a multi-level marketing plan I could get involved with. I know, Something right? related to booze. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not making money, but I'm getting shit-faced. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would buy that product, you know what I mean? Like, I have no problem <laughs> buying the product. I would and meet sales works. goals every month. And it works. It sells itself, really. It does. Like, who's... Yeah, absolutely. It's like, hey, can I get? Can I interest you in this cocktail? It's it, And then they just, they're like, yeah, how much do you want for it? And you're like, well, let me tell you about the benefits. They're like, I don't give a fuck. Can I... Here, take my wallet. Like, is it 15? Is it 15 dollars? I'll give you like, 15 dollars. I'll give you... Just, 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 just do this. How many times do you show your fingers? And I'll... I'll... Uh, Are those blue cheese stuffs olive in my martini? Yes, I'll drink this. <laughs> And then I'm going to eat those fucking olives. I would totally be part of a martini pyramid scheme. <laughs> I think that is, I think now we're onto something. That's a dirty pyramid scheme. <laughs> By the third martini, you abandon all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> so. And you actually believe that this is going to make you money? Usually, usually what, by the time I'm on my third drink, my hopes and dreams are only coming, becoming bigger and better. Mm. Oh, well, that's nice I guess I'm a happy drinker, unlike John Banks. I'm not a happy person, so <laughs> how can I be a happy drinker? <laughs> John, you're a happy person. No, he's not. Oh, okay. No, I don't see not. him day to day. No, yeah. I see I him for day. like two hours a week via Skype cam. <laughs> well, this is the only fucking drink I get in my life. Mm. That's it's not great. Staring at you, Kevin. That's oh, that's. I don't even see. In fact, Greg just is blacked out. I don't even like. <laughs> you, I gotta, yeah. you have like just construction paper around your screen, like so all you can see is me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
It's duct tape. I put duct tape over Greg. It sucks though because I never know which side you're going to be on. So I'm yeah. like, I got to do some quick, you know. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we've made it to last call. Oh, oh shit! What? That's right. Have we really? So, Greg, how how are the Canadians doing? Scores one one. Tampa Bay scored first. And okay. uh, you probably couldn't even tell from my body language, but nope. I was punching myself in the stomach really hard. Oh, well, you know what? That's, I'm kind of impressed. Montreal is outplaying them substantially. They're, the shots are something like uh, 25 Greg, to 8. Okay. Greg, yeah, mm-hmm. no, one, no one cares. Okay. Um, and I like hockey, and I don't even care. Let's just drink. <laughs> Cheers. Go Canadians. Go Habs. When I was a kid, my parents taught me if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I mean, that's where I got my cynicism from. And I couldn't help but think of that lesson when reading about some of the claims made by people who swear by essential oils. Some people out there actually believe oils like frankincense can cure cancer. Is it true? Well, we, we don't really know. There's not enough research that has been done to, to say whether or not it would work. But people with no medical training who work for a multi-level marketing company should not be telling people that it does. It's irresponsible and dangerous. I believe essential oils do have calming and maybe even some healing properties when used properly, but they're not a cure-all, and they don't replace real medical care. I know I'm cynical sometimes. I think most of us are now and then. It's easy to think the pharmaceutical and medical industries don't want us to know about natural cures for ailments because it'll take money out of their pockets. Chris Rock famously said in his awesome stand-up special, Bigger and Blacker, they ain't ever going to cure AIDS. There ain't no money in the cure. Now that's cynical, and I love it. So maybe Big Pharma and the medical technology industry does want to keep things like essential oils from the public. But then again, we have to remember that Deterra and Young Living are charging hundreds of dollars for tiny little bottles of oils. And their system is set up to peddle these things like crazy and make all the higher-ups rich. So it's not like they're heroes fighting for our health against Big Pharma. They want to be gazillionaires too. The bottom line is this. Do your research and make sure your information is coming from legitimate healthcare sources with your best interests in mind, or podcasters. Because if you cover your body with essential oils every day hoping to live forever, you may just end up with skin issues or worse, and a lot less money in your bank account. Until next time, take care, and we hope you make history.